What are you doing personally when someone steps to the microphone at your church to pray? Are you looking down at your rings, checking to see if they need to be cleaned? Are you checking your fingernails? Are you watching the second hand on your watch, timing the prayer? Does your mind drift to what you need to get at Walmart after the service or what projects await you when you get home? It's no secret that during corporate prayers, our minds and thoughts tend to drift or more like bounce, like a ball in a pinball machine going from one random thought to another. But what if during the middle of that corporate prayer, the one who was praying were to call out your name? Would that grab your attention? Would you perk up and pay attention? I'm pretty sure that if that were to happen, not one word would pass from the prayer's lips that you would not be scrutinizing. What are they saying about me? Why are they praying for me? What do they know about me? How did they find out my situation? What do they know about what I need? Well, in our text for study today, I'm sure the disciples' ears perked up a little more than usual as Jesus began to pray for them in John chapter 17, verse 6, about what they would need and how they would survive his upcoming crucifixion, resurrection, and ascension. This prayer that we have before us is not prayed in a closet, not in a completely private setting, but rather this prayer comes on the heels of a most intense and intimate conversation Jesus had with his disciples. He has prepared them for what is to come, and now in their presence, he prays for them. Jesus wants them to hear him meditate and mediate on their behalf. This is the type of rabbi and savior Jesus is to them, that he knows their fears and plight and their upcoming trials. None of that is lost on Jesus. In fact, he knows what faces them better than they can even imagine. And because of this, Jesus takes them before the Father. And we must remember John the author chose this particular event to record for a reason. And part of the reason is so that his original audience would know that Jesus is the Christ, the Messiah of God, and that they would turn to believe in him. But what is this prayer? What does this event have to do with that goal? There's no miracle here. So why doesn't in John squeeze in one more amazing feat? Why record this prayer? Well, I think the answer, in part at least, is so that John's original readers would see that Jesus is a Savior and Lord who is not aloof. He's not unaware of knowing exactly what you need, even before you know. He's looking after the entirety of your life and not just one slice of it. He bears his disciples upon his heart and prays for them in a way that the disciples couldn't even pray for themselves. This is the type of Savior, the type of King, the type of Lord, the type of treasure that we have in Jesus of Nazareth. When you pray today, Please remember Gavin Roberts and his family, our missionaries in Utah. And also remember the Portuguese Life Word broadcast that's heard in Portugal.